Building the brand is Macon's ongoing series around developing a modern day brand and media company. Over the course of this series, we've talked about everything from why we're based in Hong Kong, the role of tangible design as a digital product and as a digital publication, and writing for the ears as an audio publication. Today, I'm joined by Macon CEO, Scott Masick. Hey. How's it going, Scott? I'm all right. I'm feeling great. Yeah. So we've gone on a bit, we've been on a bit of a hiatus, I think, trying to figure out what the next topic to talk about entails. And one of the reasons why I think it's been challenging is we don't really want to talk so much about the process, so much as the strategy, right? Around the things that we're thinking about. One of the things that we've been really big on recently is this idea of community or social governance. Mm. So before we get started, if people aren't familiar with social governance or community governance, what does it mean to you? And I would also argue and preface that the term's kind of made up, right? It's kind of a mixture of certain things that we've just kind of put together. No, I, I agree that it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's made up, but it's, it uses different facets of society and governance that we see today that are more and more important. I found a few definitions online that I think are interesting. Uh, maybe I'll share them and then I'll see, uh, I'll probably provide some feedback as well. Yeah, as to what I think I it'd be helpful for people to just immediately understand what, what it means to us from a very sort of top level perspective. Sure. I mean, so let me give you two that I found online, which I think were pretty good, but I think they both have some limitations and then maybe delve into why we look at it a certain way. The first one is from a victory university in Melbourne. There was a, an article I found as the concept usually refers to community participation, engagement and decision-making in public matters. And is related to terms such as local governance, social governance, network governance, and participatory governance. And then the other one was from this website called RTM Team, uh, Results That Matter, that's the RTM. Community governance refers to the process of making all the decisions and plans that affect the life in the community, whether made by public or private organizations or by citizens. So I prefer that second definition because the first one felt too glued towards a standardized governing system. And I think for us as a media brand, as a media company, and also as a company in the 21st century, being that things are very much different in terms of governance, I think that second one made a lot more sense to me. Yeah. Part of the reason for that is community governance means more than just ensuring that people are participating in something. It means yeah. true ownership and work that comes with making sure things happen. So can you give me an example of how this would incorporate into something like Macon? So the example, the base case example would be Macon is writing a story. We have, say, a person in mind and a topic in mind, but then we give it up to the community and say, hey, this is what we're thinking about, but actually, what would you want the angle to be in terms of that story? What that does is you're putting the reader, and who is our ultimate consumer, but also our partner, and what we do as a company in the driving seat and say, okay, actually, you know, maybe this could be better approached another way. And because we cater to a creative community, you also source a lot of better ideas than just the ones that we have currently. And if I could chime in there too, yeah. I think what's critical about almost this crowdsourcing element. And I think that community governance isn't something that necessarily is a new concept. You've seen it as crowdsourced projects, whatnot. But I think what's fascinating is that now more than ever, you're seeing it happen more in real time, which means people that are going to create a product and product can mean a lot of things. It can mean, it can mean a sneaker. It can mean an editorial product. They're helping shape what is the outcome. You know, you and I had this discussion offline before and it's like, theoretically, you're arguing that 
community governance exists, Amazon reviews, someone going on Amazon, buying something and reviewing something, that's in a way governance because it pushes it in a certain direction. But I was arguing that that's reactive versus being proactive. But I think it's twofold. You can be proactive in building a product and then seeing how it performs. And then you react to the feedback that you get and then be proactive to adding certain features that maybe people haven't added or thought about. So it works both ways. The problem with a lot of online ratings is that, I mean, having worked in e-commerce, I know this for a fact, you can definitely tweak it because you can pay for it. And anytime there's a monetary incentive for you to be able to change something, I don't necessarily think it's good or bad, but what that means is you can game the system. So if I'm pulling out a really bad product, but my, my rating is five stars, what that means is... If I'm a normal consumer, I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, okay, this is great. It's five stars. I'm going to buy this. I get it. It's crap. I give it a one-star review. And then the guy calls me and says, I'll give you four of them for free. And then just make sure you give me a Mm five-star review. So the game is rigged from the start. And I think that's where community governance comes in and says, well, actually, the community is better off if that company either improves its products or people don't buy their products. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the accountability looks very different. That's what I think. I think maybe maybe to delve into this topic, what would be useful, at least in my eyes, is to talk a little bit about social context right now and how that applies to Macon. So think about a republic. Republic is Latin for res publica, which means the public thing. And a republic, in essence, is the biggest form of you know, social governance or community governance that you want, where citizens go out and elect people or make choices that go and define what the community or the country moves towards. The problem is today, we find that these, these institutions are corrupted, either morally or financially, however you want. You get events like the 2008 financial crisis, which trigger things like Bitcoin or blockchain, where people are thinking, okay, I can't trust these centralized systems. And so I need to do something different in order to still get a voice or still get a fair opportunity to do something. So I know I'm putting a lot of different things in together, but I think this plays well into this topic because if you consider the way the world works today, people no longer feel like their voice is being heard. So if you pay your taxes, it's like, well, I'm paying my taxes, but 70% of that is going to the army. Some people are okay with that. Some people are not okay with that. Community governance would say, well, in our community, we would want these taxes to be used for primarily for a story. Like, you know, I want, I want to create a fund that is going to hopefully make, you know, certain stories a reality, right? On a quarterly basis, let's say. Right. So if you use that metaphor of the tax system, it's the same thing. If there's a tax pool, the community decides where that tax pool goes as opposed to a central authority. Where it's challenging as a brand, it's you also recognize that for a community, the vision might be short term, but they're not necessarily thinking about more of that long term brand building. Yeah. Maybe that's something we can talk about is some of the limitations of community governance. Like what is it and what is it not? So... In my eyes, I think the the challenge really comes from making sure you understand what your final outcome needs to be. Do you want your engagement to be meaningful or do you not? Or do you want it to be a facet of your business that draws people in, but it's not necessarily something that drives them? I think these are two very different things, right? Um, and I don't think that community governance means that you give up the ownership of your business to other people. I think what it means is for some parts where you recognize that your consumer is the person who ultimately is the one taking in your content and deriving value from it. It's creating value for the consumer, right? Precisely. From that, you need to be able to, to recognize what is working for them, but also have a bigger picture of what your vision is in the future. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that's a tight rope to walk because as a business owner and as a business leader, you know what's good for the business in the long term of it because you have that vision that you don't necessarily communicate or maybe you're not, you don't, there's different reasons why you wouldn't communicate it. Part of it is maybe because you think you're not at a point where you're sure as to what you want to do, or maybe you're at a point where your funding is too low. So you're not able to necessarily have a timeline for it. Yeah. Like Um, for example, one thing that I would just to give a tangible example is you wouldn't really allow the decision of whether or not to accept certain types of business into the mix, unless that was necessarily compromising your ability to create value for a consumer, right? What do you mean by so? For example, like let's say that there's a brand that is coming into the mix that wants to work with Macon. Do you allow community governance in that context, or do you have to put your foot down and be like, for the better of Macon in the long run, and from a visionary standpoint, you kind of need to make that decision on your own. But I don't think that's what community governance is about. I think community governance is about not being able to buy uh, a vote. It's about having to earn it and having to work for it. And your the work that you put in ultimately benefits the greater community. Mm-hmm. So voting on an issue such as, oh, this is like the hot new brand right now. Macon should do something with it. That's less relevant than, oh, these systems that aren't in place currently, like maybe you'd want to build an app or maybe there's a new segment of the website that could be created that... If someone says, okay, you should be doing this, 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 and this, I'm giving you a full expose and like steps on how to do it. That means that someone has put in significant amount of work and time and thought into something that gives you the right from a governance standpoint to be able to get, to be able to push that boundary. I think that's a lot more valuable than just saying, oh, everyone gets a vote. You know, here's a bunch of tokens and the one that has the most tokens, that person's vote is more valuable. Yeah. It, it reminds me a lot of the the dot system that Ray Dalio talks about. So at Bridgewater, so for people who are not familiar, Ray Dalio is a hedge fund manager, has his own hedge fund called Bridgewater. And one system that they have in their teams is a dot system. The dot system is a proprietary, proprietary technology. And all it is, is a rating system. You go into a meeting, you hear what people say, and then you can rate it, but also an algorithm is able to hear what you're saying and then measures it. From there, you're able to see where your biases are, where your strong points are. And what that translates over to is some people over time make better decisions than others. And so instead of giving everyone one vote, it's like my vote is weighted higher or lower because my my vision of things or, or my track record is a lot better than someone else. So when you think about community governance, I don't think it's about giving everyone a voice. I think it's about giving everyone an opportunity to maybe play into the system, but then the people that work the hardest or the ones that care the most, they're the ones who are driving the the vision behind everything else that goes in. And so from a making standpoint, if you're thinking about a story, I would much rather, I'd much rather want to listen to someone who either is from a certain field or has met that person that we wanted to do an interview for, or someone who, who contributes to our, our communities regularly, because they have enough communication and ideas to understand and be able to fail more likely and come up with more ideas that are more likely to succeed as well. So maybe, maybe I'll ask you about this in, in one of the definitions. So the, the, the RTM definition that I, that I had earlier, there were three main pillars to community governance, engaging citizens, getting things done and measuring results. I think those are very important 
things, especially the measuring results, because it goes back to that dots idea. If what you say yields positive results, then we should be paying attention to one person or another more. And then you have hopefully enough data to be able to track mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Where do you see this playing out in terms of our business? So one thing that I've really identified with in regards to this sort of community governance thing is that in many ways, if your culture is predicated on something that doesn't involve a level of friction to be a participant, the bonds created aren't very strong. And what I mean by that is like, if you can just buy your way into a culture and buy the right things or consume the right things and all of a sudden be part of it, it's far too easy for people to dip in and out. Mm. So by virtue of having people that are committed, that are engaged and contributing, you know that there's a level of interest on their part. And it also helps strengthen the product itself. One, one, one example that you've referenced many, many times is sneaker culture. I mean, I almost feel like we've reached peak sneaker culture maybe a year or two ago, and now we're just getting into the after effects. That's a perfect example of what you're talking about. Yeah. Like back in the day, you obviously needed the money to buy something, but also you needed to create real connections with people or you needed to travel. And I actually had to catch myself a few days ago where I was trying to look for something and I was like, oh man, I can't buy it online. But then I realized, well, that's kind of nice at this, that's at this point. juncture, right? Where, you know, I need to go to the store to check it out. I need to know what store and I need to do a little bit of legwork. Mm. So that I think is, is something really fascinating and interesting. But that, that's the thing is like the, the thing that you need to always be aware of is like, what is that friction level you need to overcome? And what is that barrier to entry because it should be high but not too high right because what is the balance point between it can't be restrictive exactly so on that topic you've you've had to deal with me for for quite some time now um i always like to have measurable doesn't necessarily need to be in the data as in it, it doesn't have to look like oh you get an extra five hundred thousand shares for one thing or another but measurable might be we are noticing that our users are talking about it more or or maybe they're they're just more interested or they might engage with another user because someone had an opinion on something. What do you think are measurable ways of creating and curating community governance? I think first and foremost, you you really need a strategy or a game plan and see what are the things that are open for discussion currently. I mean, things can change, right? At some point in time, you could theoretically at some point in time have like a fully decentralized autonomous organization like a magazine that was really fully governed i mean that would take a certain level of scale and magnitude to happen but in the very early stages like someone needs to make the big difficult decisions and other things that can help guide it and shape it definitely are open for discussion and i think for us what does that look like that means what are features you want to see incorporated on making right is it a job postings board is it transcripts? Is it more of a certain type of content? Is it asking questions for interviews? Those are like kind of the top level things. And I think the things that we can start getting into on a deeper level are things that require a little bit more investment. And that investment could be time or money. It's if Megan's going to create product, what are brands you would want to see Megan partner with or what types of products? And once you start identifying that, I think that's what becomes really interesting and fascinating. Mm, and right. I think that's also the challenge, though. What does it mean beyond just making? What does it mean for a, say, a media company to be of community governance? My caveat to all this is... Yeah, I think we should definitely talk about the caveats and limitations because this is something that in a media landscape, I think, hasn't truly been proven out. So it is an ongoing experiment in many ways. 
Well, one worry when I think of making, I think of content that is deeper in terms of the way it's built. So that means that you actually take time to write a story. It means you actually take time to curate the audio. What that means going forward is people come to expect that and it becomes a lot less transactional. It's not like I need this piece of information. I need it now. So the story that you do today will still be relevant five years from now. How do you translate that over to an experience from a community governance standpoint where the impact of what the decision you make today will be felt in five years from now? So if, if for example, if I'm a making user and we're doing a collaboration with Nike, for example, and you get to pick the purple lining on the shoe or whatever it is, and that decision, that curation that you created is still going to be there five years from now because that shoe is still going to be around. That's that's something that people want to get involved with. But how do you do that sustainably where people are always going to want to be part of the decision today that's going to have an impact or a ripple in five years mm-hmm. from now? What do you think? So basically your question is, if how do I get people involved for the sake of being involved, even though the outcome is not immediately evident? Yeah. And how do you get people engaged for the long term? Yeah. Because that's the hard balance to find, right? If you are looking for a long-term engagement, there needs to be a long-term incentive as well for people to want to stick around. And our media platform will evolve, obviously, Mm -hmm. but how do you maintain a sense of ownership for people who either have been there for three months or who have been there for three years? If if, if more entrants come in and it becomes very elitist, then that's not valuable. The, mm-hmm. the, the additions have to be relevant and useful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that the value of it is the biggest thing that you're hanging your hat on. If you don't know what value you're creating by allowing people the opportunity to decide something, then I think strategically you need to kind of rethink why you're doing it. For me, I see the value in certain, in certain ways. I see it from a almost a selfish point of view. I want to have my blind spots covered by someone from a different perspective. Right. Right. That's one way of looking at it. But from the other perspective of someone who has the opportunity to make a decision, I think it achieves two things. You're helping shape something you believe in. And secondly, you might have some sort of internal value served by asking a question, by having your mark put on something. Right. I think that even then, like if you are a person who has their question posed to one of your favorite designers, that in itself could be very valuable. And that might be a question that opens up a whole bunch of answers as well. Exactly. And, and provides perspective. I think one one aspect that we can talk about, and we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but anything that's crowdsourced or crowd-created, those are forms of community governance. Um, one good example is the Hyperloop, for example. That started out as a bunch of people who were like, we should build something like that. Here's the idea. It's floating around. And then you have people who are math teachers in the middle of North Dakota and you know, uh, investment bankers in Tokyo, whatever it is, contributing whatever they have in terms of their knowledge and are contributing that to the same place. And then those ideas are vetted because problems arise, right? So every step will reach a common problem and then different people will come with different conclusions or solutions to how to solve that problem. And then the best one wins out so you can test it or mm-hmm. you can come up with data for it and yeah. then that moves to the next stage. So you're drilling down to your end goal, but you're doing that problem by problem by sourcing all these different ideas yeah. and then making sure that you pick yeah. the right one. The one thing that I find challenging but also very interesting is that let's say that there's a topic that everyone's voting on and you end up being on the losing end i think what's critically important is for 
whoever's overseeing and managing the community to understand that just because you don't 100% believe in this idea, you can still be committed to the cause. And I think that's always going to be the biggest challenge. And I've always said this too, like whether you're running a business or you're part of a community, you can't get every decision right. Like you can't have every decision that you want to go through actually materialize. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you're cut out of it. It's simply part of a, a broader narrative. And I think that's something that's really important if you want to keep the peace, because what happens if decision comes through and suddenly you're not on the winning end? Like it doesn't mean you're no, you're excluded from the community per se. But to the example, the, the, the winning end, there's no winning end as in you're always winning if the, if you achieve the same goal that everyone has, which goes back to your point that the ultimate vision should be driving the decisions. And then what happens in between is irrelevant. It's just, these are means to an end, but the end is something that everyone wants to achieve. And as long as everyone agrees upon what that looks like in terms of from a broad strokes perspective, and you're able to achieve that, then that's more powerful than, oh, well, this was edged out 51% to 49. So it's a divisive issue, but actually it doesn't really matter. It just means that we're moving forward with one thing and then you'll be able to vote or govern yourself or your community in the next round where the next iteration will go. So with all that said and done, the bigger question is how do we apply that to our own company? Um, we've definitely had a few ideas, but certainly you you seem to really care about this. Um, I think we all do. But what do you see happening in the next couple of months to years I, that will drive that? I definitely want to see a more formalized structure and how we involve the community for storytelling. Mm. Like I have kind of random stuff here and there of people suggesting things, but I would like to make it more formalized and like imagine on a quarterly basis, you kind of compile all the different stories and people would vote on the ones that are most interesting and then we would pursue them, right? That's a way of looking at it. I think there's also other things that are even lighter touch. It's like, hey, we have an interview lined up with this gold medal winning athlete, what are your questions you want to ask? And then everyone can submit questions. I mean, that's sort of like the whole Reddit ask me anything. So those things though, in a more formalized manner, I think are what are more interesting. But I don't think that that's necessarily community governance. I find that that's more like community involvement and community creation, but, but it's I, not necessarily governance. Like how would you, how would you take that you're kind of You're kind of influencing the product though, right? That's the way I look at it. Yeah. And I guess our product is built that way, but I would, I would want to take it one step further. It's more like, what is the next iteration of Macon and how do you help impact that? So getting people to actually vote or, or comment or I think build conditioning things. them. Yeah, for sure. And then ultimately Macon, as you know, it right now is like kind of this scattered amorphous ecosystem that hasn't been consolidated. But I think once we've started once we start bringing things together, then we can start assessing what are the next steps that go beyond what is a publication and like a Slack community, right? I think you raise a good point, but from a day one being now, like how do we approach things? I think it has to start relatively small because I think the concept is half novel, half new. Mm -hmm. So people kind of need to know, oh, like this is weird. Like now I have an opportunity to kind of actually influence this where in the past, like you're just meant to have a mostly a one-way dialogue with a media company. Mm. How do you, that's interesting. How do you, dis, how do you distinguish commenting and that aspect of media that we have today with more of a community governance aspect? I see comments more as contextual. So like you, 
comments cannot exist without that sort of seed of content, right? Got it. That's the way I think things happen. But doesn't mean that a comment can't be a seed for a story. You know, or a someone, seed for a greater community guidance. It could be so many things. It could be like, hey, you know what? Like, oh, I, I feel as though it'd be great. I'm making this up. If Oh, it'd be great if I could leave a voice message as a comment as opposed to me typing out, you know, a 400 word piece. And then, oh, okay. Yeah. Like so many people want this feature. And all of a sudden, like in in six weeks time, we have a new like voicemail feature. Hmm. That would be an example. Yeah. What about you? I know that you're really big, especially coming from the e-com world. You have kind of an interest in how does community governance influence that that world of e-commerce not necessarily e-commerce but just in terms of if making is to create product and experiences how do we get people involved so that was we had a discussion yesterday about this this is the harder topic which is do people want to be told what's cool or what is relevant to them or do people want to curate it themselves because you find that it's hard to get people to really drive a strategy all the time because you need people who who are fully in your culture or whatever but having those those people who are very involved in your community is sometimes very hard to have so if you don't have those people how do you curate it yourself and then try and get some feedback i think that's the harder problem um if i think about products altogether as a consumer i would want to be able to influence part of the process so you could have making build out the base and 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 more of where the direction is but then give the opportunity to other people to contribute their details or or whatever else and these comments end up creating something that's different from what our original vision was but is validated by the community that we serve and so we're lucky because these are our listeners these are our readers these are people that that care about what we do and I truly think that they're the ones who are going to impact the, the next iteration of great products or great innovations or whatever it may be. And so giving them an, an opportunity to speak up also creates these opportunities for a, a broader shift in, in societal change. Mic drop. Boom. Co-boom <laughs> co- co- right yeah, there. Co-boom. Co- <laughs>